new year, uh, new goals. Um, one of mine is to help the ranchers in uh, our nation. Uh, and let me tell you about Good Ranchers. Change the way you buy food. Good Ranchers is the 100% American meat company that delivers the best cuts of uh, beef, of chicken, of fish. It's 100% American meat that delivers the best cuts of all of it. You are most likely buying imported meat, even if it has a little flag that says product of America. It's not. It's about 85% of all the grass-fed beef in America is imported from overseas. Right now, you can get two pounds of chicken free with every box for a year when you subscribe to GoodRanchers.com. Get a year's worth of chicken for free when you subscribe to any Good Ranchers box at GoodRanchers.com. Start your year off right. Buy meat now by switching to Good Ranchers. Make sure you subscribe today. Chicken for a year and $20 off your first box. Good meat delivered. American meat delivered from Good Ranchers. Dot com. Make sure you use the promo code GLENN to claim your free chicken. That's promo code Glenn at GoodRanchers.com. All right. Show begins here on the national radio broadcast in just a minute. if you've heard but we all have to get rid of our gas stoves uh because they're dangerous now uh they can really hurt kids so get rid of your gas i'm not kidding you it is the slow road to bugs um also there is some uh additional information now republicans have enhanced election integrity with a voter id law that has been passed and signed in in ohio uh, more on the House Republicans. Um, we have some. Well, I have some. I have some amazing news to share with you uh, about an autistic kid that sat down to the piano, never played it before, and is remarkable. Also, uh, what not to do if you're planning on murdering your wife. All that and more coming up in 60 seconds. So Jamie wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, my husband and I both started using Relief Factor. We were surprised by the results. We had minor aches and pains, and I had problems with my knee that just wasn't improving. After about two weeks of Relief Factor, we were both seeing wonderful loss of pain, and my knee, and my knee doesn't feel like it's being stabbed all the time anymore. Uh, we won't be going forward without Relief Factor. Jamie, thank you so much. It's great to hear from you. Relief Factor is not a drug, so it's not going to whack you out. It has four key ingredients that fight inflammation, which is the source of most of the pain that we deal with. 
uh, and it might work for you. Works for about 70% of the people that try it. They go on to order more. So go to relieffactor.com. Try the three-week quick start for $19.95. Relieffactor.com or 800, the number four relief. 800 for relief or relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. All right. Hello, Stu. How are you? Glenn, how are you? Well, I'm good. I, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes you can have too much faith in people. You can think <laughs> they're just not this stupid, but you're usually disappointed. Mm. Uh, the husband of the uh, Massachusetts realtor, you know, have you been following this? A little bit. Yeah. Okay. So um, this guy, Brian Walsh, he was a guy who um was selling fake warhols he was in trouble with the law i think he was maybe under house arrest for a while um and his wife uh got another job she had to move to washington dc she came up for the holidays and and then uh she was called back to washington and nobody's seen her since hmm. uh now <clears throat> there is one thing now they have they have uh, taken him in. He's not been arrested for murder, but they took him in because he he misled the police. He said, the only thing I did on the day of her disappearance was go out for ice cream with my kids. Unfortunately for him, um, he was uh, spotted at Home Depot. where Noted he, ice cream purveyor, yes, Home Depot. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, he... You know, he was um, he was going to Home Depot and he showed up wearing a mask uh, and a hat and gloves and he bought four hundred and fifty dollars worth of cleaning supplies. And what's weird about this, too, is he got lost apparently several times and then lost on his way to his mother's house uh, because he didn't bring his cell phone. So anyway. <laughs> So he was well, he's concerned about cleanliness, cleanliness. We're in the middle of a, a For, raging triple demic right now. Exactly right. You got to wear the gloves. You got to have the mask. You got to have the cleaning supplies. Exactly right. right. So he goes home and he's cleaning up something and he completely forget. Oh, I forgot. I stopped for cleaning supplies. Sure. Um, and so they, they brought him in for that um, for misleading police. But there is something else that he did that is kind of curious that you would think. No, no one would. No one would do this. Um, He the day before she disappeared, uh, he Google searched how to dispose of a hundred and fifteen pound human body. A hundred now specifically one hundred. Yeah, one hundred fifteen pounds. pounds. Uh Now, I think we should Google search this because I'd like to see. I'm not Googling that. Yeah, Sarah, you Google it real yeah, quick. Sarah, Sarah can Google it. Google it. You just Google it real quick. It tells us. I guess I'm not Googling it either. I'm pretty sure Sarah's search history goes directly to the feds as it is. Yeah. So you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us what it says here. Um, I mean, does it give? <laughs> does it say like step one? Go to Home Depot. Buy cleaning supplies. Don't bring your cell phone. <laughs> Well, right away, the stories just turn up of the story you're talking about. Oh, so okay. yeah, news yeah, articles. yeah. Right. Well, change it to but, 120. See if maybe yeah. that would help. This, you know, just, the weight about, is not necessarily yeah. specific. How about just, uh, you know, dispose of a human body? How to dispose of a human body? See if that. Because I don't think the weight, weight would just be like, dig a bigger hole. 
Right, so right. I put how to dispose of a 120-pound body, <laughs> yeah. and scrap metal recycling comes up. Scrap metal recycling? Yeah, safe handling and disposal of harmful products. Okay. okay. More recycling, right. what is the most valuable thing to scrap, but there's nothing right. on how to there's get rid of nothing a body. to get rid of, but there oh, is... Oh, dead animal disposal. Oh, there you go. Ah, there you mm-hmm. go. Dead animal disposal. Now we need to actually contact the feds and say, we think something happened with our producer and a 120 pound person has disappeared. We don't even know. We don't know where they are. We don't even know their name. Can you just check their computer? Yeah. I just want to make sure her computer is. And check for scrap metal. Right. For scrap yeah. metal. Okay. I think like you're, you're, you just go for like, I, I mean, there's a bunch of movies I can think of. That's the only way I think if I was going to dispose of a, is that the topic you wanted to get into? How did it actually do it? Because yeah. I think I would go, you've got uh, Fargo. You could go the Fargo yeah, route. I mean, there's a lot of movies that you can right. go, but you know, it might also show up on your Netflix history. <laughs> if you're watching all of these <laughs> movies where they dispose of bodies. You know, I'm just saying. Which Netflix movie is featuring disposal of 115-pound female bodies named Joan? It was, it was in their Netflix search. I, I, I don't know. Just the, I just like that genre. That's yeah, all. Yeah, you know? that's it. Wow, that's, that's it. really sad, though. God. Okay. This well, is... it kind of makes me happy. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're they're gonna find out who did it. Yeah, because at least he justice should be served. Wasn't really bright. Oh, this is a good, this would be a good plot to a movie where you commit the murder, and then I go into your house, Glenn, and I say, "Hey, um, just uh, you got what's your computer like?" And then I just go over and start searching terms that would lead lead them to you. I mean, at or, some point, or, that's really going to happen. Or here's what we do. Uh, it's the old strangers on a train. We just go out and ask somebody to murder somebody that we want to get rid of. And we'll murder somebody that they want to get rid of. So I search how to dispose of a 200-pound body. But nobody in my life that runs 200 pounds has disappeared. Mm-hmm. Of course, somebody that runs 110 did disappear. But I could say... I didn't search for that. <laughs> I was searching for 200 pound 200 bodies, pound guys. Bodies. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that would be an interesting, yeah, yeah. an interesting conversation. And he'll search for 110. Mm. And the person missing in his life, 200. <laughs> <they> will, 200. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trading the murders. Yes, that's mm-hmm. all we're doing. Okay, let me give you something uh, that I think is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's an 11 year old boy uh, named Jude Kofi. And he was spotted from this local um, uh, television uh, story on local news. His dad is from, uh, where are they from? Well, the story has it in. They're from like the Sudan, I think. They live in Colorado. And this kid, he's autistic. And he went down to the basement where there was an old piano. He had never had any lessons or anything else. And uh, all of a sudden, dad's hearing a piano playing downstairs. And he's like, what the heck is he goes down and his kid is playing the piano. No lessons. No lessons. Plays the piano. You're going to hear in this clip him playing the piano. No lessons. This is just him. This autistic kid playing the piano. Somebody sees it on TV. If you've wondered where are all the good people, uh, listen to this. 
to 11-year-old Jude Kofi of Aurora, Colorado. This surprise was music to his eyes. Obviously, whoever said the best things come in small packages was never gifted a grand piano. Jude's father, Isaiah. So one day it just shows up at the house? Yes, all for free. Who does that? The answer in a moment. But first, the reason. About a year and a half ago, Jude's dad heard a noise coming from the basement. There was an old keyboard down there, but no one knew how to play it. Certainly not his autistic son, Jude. Or so he thought. Isaiah then got Jude a larger keyboard to see what more he could do. And boy, could he do. The kid never had a lesson. No one taught him any of this. How do you explain that you're as good as you are? It's a miracle. You think it's a miracle? That's what I prefer. Bill Magnuson prefers that too. Is he special? He's beyond special. He's Mozart level. It's coming from somewhere beyond. Bill is a piano tuner. He saw a local news story about Jude, heard him play, learned how his parents immigrated from Ghana, how they're raising four children and sending money back to Ghana. What resources are left over to help this special little soul? Yours. Yeah. Using an inheritance from his father, Bill bought the piano, spent $15,000. He has promised to tune it once a month for the rest of his life. Very nice. And he's even paying for Jude to get professional lessons. We're family now. Somebody to just love your son like that by making sure that his future is secured. We are super thankful. Yeah. Press the pedal. Caring for other children as your own. The defining note of humanity. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Really cool. That is, I mean, I just think that is one of the greatest stories I've heard in a while. listen to the words to this it's one of my favorite bands out of california what if all they lost was all they had what if they were broken just looking for a hand if you could help or walk away if that choice was up to you what would you do It's a group called Poor Man's Poison. Uh, they live in the farmlands of California. I just love their music. Uh, very American sounding. And their messages are really just great. What if all you gave was all you had? What if you were humble, just holding out your hand? 
What if kindness prevailed And you were someone's second chance Just giving back That doesn't sound so bad We keep asking ourselves At least I do Where where are they? Where, where are they? They're everywhere They're everywhere We don't see them Because they don't generally make the news but all the good people that's you that's me the people who are looking for a second chance at life that have the ability to do something that guy was a tuner of pianos his father had just died he inherited money and he saw that story and he thought this kid has got to have lessons and a piano so he takes his inheritance from his father buys the piano says that he's going to tune it every month for the rest of his life and he's helping him get piano lessons I just want to bring you the news today that the good people are here we're surrounded by them we're surrounded by people the problem is there's not enough examples that we see and we should start looking for them we should start sharing those stories and we should start recognizing that we've been given the opportunity whatever it is whatever it is i wouldn't have thought to get this kid a piano i'm not a piano tuner but he did because that's his gift. You are the good people. Where have you gone? Nowhere. Just maybe a quick reminder to wake up and see the ways that you can help all around you. Sad part is when they opened up the grand piano, they found a 115 pound <laughs> human body disposed of inside. It's weird. But that was the it's only weird. negative of that story. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's too bad. What, did he look up piano tuners as well? <laughs> he did. Uh, here's our spotlight uh, sponsor, LifeLock. Um, there is a new story out today that is just horrifying, if you know what this means. The dark web's criminal minds see uh, the Internet of Things as the next big hacking prize. Do you know what the Internet of Things is? Yeah, it's like everything in your house is connected to the internet. Everything. Yeah. It's your dishwasher, your refrigerator. Absolutely mm -hmm. every device you have or will buy is going to be connected to the internet. Your your Roomba, everything is connected to the internet. Uh, and it's, you know, it's just to make it uh, more efficient and help you out, you know? Yeah. Well, Criminal Minds are now seeing this and saying, this is going to be huge for us. So fantastic. You are going to have uh, an information hacking on you. You're going to have it, it will happen to all of us. Now, can everybody can somebody stop all of it? No, because there there's millions of these people that this is all they do is try to figure out how to get your identity. However, the best service that I have found has uh, preventative measures to keep you safe. So they're they're on guard all the time. 
plus access to a restoration team if you do end up having any of your information hacked into. So it is LifeLock. I have LifeLock. I've had it for years. I have it for my children as well because they're not, they weren't using their social security number or anything else. I wanted to make sure nobody was taking their identity and using it. 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off now at lifelock.com. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds. Station ID. You know, when it comes to the um, uh, the uh, the classified documents that were held by Joe Biden, uh, I don't I don't know. Did you hear this? I he happened to have a whole bunch of classified documents that he shouldn't have had. They weren't declassified. Sound familiar? When it comes to this story, I don't care about the classified documents he had. Just like I don't care about the classified documents that Donald Trump had. Now, I mean, if they were something like you know, how to blow up the world. Yeah, okay, I think maybe we should probably have, you know, some information on that. How to dispose of a 115-pound <laughs> <Yeah>. intern. <laughs> might, something like that. That be, might not yeah. be the best, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Uh, but I just don't... Uh, I'm more focused now uh, on the things we can change. And there's some really good things that have happened uh, in Florida, Really, really good. I'm sorry, not Florida, but um, uh, Washington, D.C. Some really, really good things. Jim Jordan is now going to chair the weaponization of government, the select committee. Now, he's not going to be able. They can they can offer impeachment to government officials, um, but they are not going to have control of the Senate. So we'll see what happens on this. But they're going to look into, oh, I don't know, everything the probe into the communications between the tech giants and President Biden's aides looking for the pressure. We know it's there. They said they openly said, yeah, we're we talk to them all the time. We now know from the Twitter files that this was going on. They suppressed all kinds of things. And should that be the way of the world? Would you like it if you were on the left? Would you like it if Donald Trump would have pressured Uh, to silence the uh, media against anything that you were saying he was doing. I wouldn't like it. In fact, you had a cow when you thought he was going to do it. He never did. We've got to be really careful. I I know if Donald Trump would have called me and say, hey, stop talking about that, I wouldn't have stopped talking about it. That would have really bothered me. Where are the Democrats that this is an issue for? Government needs to stay out the Glenn Beck program. of the media. All right. How does your, uh, do- how's your dog doing? My dog just got back from the vet uh, and she uh, just called last night. She said his blood work has come back. He is just like a puppy. And I, I, I mean, I don't know what it is. He is really getting to be an old dog he's 12 and a half now and for a german shepherd that's really old he should be uh hobbling around he's purebred they've always had problems with their hips he's fine he's deaf a little bit blind but no cataracts or anything like that and i i I can't prove this 
But I'm telling you, he's a different dog since we started feeding him rough greens. I think he gave my dog a longer life and a healthier life. I, I think rough greens has been a miracle for our family. I want you to try it out for yourself. This is not a dog food. This is something you sprinkle on the dog's food, gives him probiotics and all the healthy things your dog needs to live a healthy, active life. You'll get the first bag free. All you pay for is shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn and get subscribed. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks. I have good news. The ozone layer is healing. Earth set to avoid a 0.5 degree Celsius change of global warming. Good news. Good news. So we got that going for us. Uh, Apparently, because we stopped using hairspray, the ozone is healing. Yay. We did it. We did it, boys and girls. What is it, 2060-something? It's supposed to be healed? Yeah, well, no. now see 2066. Okay. You take some of the good... Some of the good news, and you make it seem cheap. Now you've cheapened it. Have I? I didn't realize that. Well, I no. Will... I'm wondering if it is because of the protocols or anything else, or I mean, yeah, there was the Montreal Protocol back in the day yeah. where they tried to limit the ozone hole. Right. Remember that was a big story. I feel like when I was a kid, like like yeah, in, it was eighties. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was yeah. a big deal. Ozone, acid rain, all those things. Yeah, all those kind of went yeah. up, like it's. And it's, the ozone was like, hey, it's a huge problem, uh, and a lot of people back then were like, no, it it, it it fluctuates. It'll open and close, and I don't know if any. I don't. I stopped listening. Uh, yeah. You know, about forty years ago. Yeah. So congratulations on that. The ozone layer is is sealing back up there was a big story today from the new york times saying that we're at the we've had the warmest years in history over the last eight in years have been the most warm years in uh, history i think they said on record which on record is 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 in, intended for you to think in history but in yeah. reality is not actually in history I should, well I should seeing that up. you know records have been kept maybe for a couple hundred years and the Earth is millions of years old. And I don't know about you. I fully am confident in the rec- the temperature records of the entire globe in 1879. Oh, I'm I sure am. they nailed it oh. completely. You're sounding sarcastic here. <laughs> now, um, the Biden administration, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, is now considering a nationwide ban. And you're going to say, finally, someone's doing something about it. A nationwide ban on gas burning stoves following a new study that claims the appliances emit harmful pollution that has been linked to asthma in some children. Wow. So it's a new study that claims that the stoves emit harmful pollution that is linked to asthma in some children. Oh, ban it immediately. Immediately. That's what I'm thinking. Right? You ban it immediately. That's incredible. According to the EPA and the World Health Organization, gas-burning stoves emit unsafe levels of nitrogen dioxide, carbon monoxide, 
and particulate matter, which doctor, I went to the doctor the other day. He's like, you have too much particulate matter, mm. uh, matter coming into your system. And I'm like, it's probably the stove, doc. Um, so uh, a December report from the International Journal of Environmental Research shows that 12% of current childhood asthma nationwide is attributed to gas stove use. So now we are thinking the Biden administration, because their their Consumer Product Safety Commission is concerned with consumer safety, you know, they got a whole commission on that. They're now thinking they're going to ban all gas-burning stoves. So just want to put that in perspective for you. A couple of things happen with that. Uh, we all have electric stoves, but it'll go great with our electric cars. If no, we do not have the capacity to charge as it is, but let's no. switch everybody over. Let's switch everybody over. 35% of all homes in the United States have a gas stove. Every restaurant you go into has a gas stove. You can't cook on electric and and do fine cooking. You ever hear of a microwave, Glenn? You ever hear of one? I have. That those are com- first of all and completely you know what? safe. If they if you use them incorrectly, <laughs> the bugs will actually pop mm. in a microwave. Oh, but no. if you slowly cook the bugs, if you can have a bowl of bugs anytime you want. If they're gonna make us eat bugs, we need to be able to prepare them the best way possible. Exactly and that's a right. gas stove. Mm-hmm. 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 So, so now you got to give us one or the other. So now natural gas by having a gas connection in your home, we are polluting the inside of our homes by having a, a gas connection. So I just, let me just help you out with this. Now, natural gas is not we're not just not allowed to explore for it anymore they're now trying to eliminate it and let me just read this last thing here again by having a gas connection we're polluting the insides of our homes so that's not just a gas stove (laughs) now is it that would be a natural gas heater as well that would be a natural gas heater for your water as well. Wouldn't it be great if we could put everything on electricity? Huh? Mm. Seriously. Sounds great. What Did they explain why this doesn't affect adults, they're saying? Are they saying only some children? Uh, because it's uh, probably unbelievable that it would affect all people okay. at all times. <laughs> and, uh, you know. I mean, I don't. I, this is why I only serve my kids little bites, mini muffins, right? Because that's the, that's the only healthy way to go. No, no, they let, only eat uh, chocolate chip mini muffins. Yeah, and then I would never have to worry about any of never. their asthma concerns. Nope, perfect, never have to worry. Perfect about health. It. Yep. Um, you know, you would think maybe banning cigarettes would be a bigger thing. You know what I mean? Banning kid has asthma. Hey, no smoking around the kid. Well, now I don't I don't agree with this, but I mean that might be a bigger step towards helping children with asthma than banning all gas stoves. 
And they did come out with a thing called vaping that causes uh, far fewer of these chemicals to come out of, Mm -hmm, if you happen mm -hmm, to be a smoker, mm -hmm. out of your cigarette or device. Mm -hmm. And then the government has attacked that industry constantly since it came. So it really is fascinating. Fascinating. They they seem to want everyone to die. Is that is that a, a, a I mean, I'm just throwing that possibility out there. What if the, what if the, the goal is no more people? Now, that sounds hard to believe. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we they're still still putting Paul Ehrlich on TV saying, I know, saying that we're all going to die because of overpopulation. I know it's not like that happened this past weekend. This guy who has been wrong for half a century, he has been wrong over and over and over again, publicly, in print, in humiliating ways, in humiliating ways, saying that like Great Britain wouldn't exist by the year 2000. Right. By 1980, there would be no food left. Right. We'd be out of food. Like, that has not occurred. We have more food than we've ever had. Yeah. And he has missed on these predictions over and over and over again. And then they bring him out. They roll his bones out there again at, I don't know, 100 years old. They're like, hey, what's going to happen next, guy who's been wrong every step of the way? And he tells us, shockingly, that we have all these disasters from overpopulation around the corner. And there's not one question of, you know, before we go, could we ask you about Everything you've said that's been wrong. <laughs> can we can we note that even if you happen to be completely guessing, you would have a higher percentage of success, at least maybe to get to 50%. You're at 0% over a half century. You shouldn't be on TV anymore talking about these things. You know what's really great is, I'm just thinking this through, um, you know, if you're not allowed to sell your house, if it has gas products in it, that you could sell your house, but you'd have to replace all the gas fixtures in your house and change everything to electric. That would do a lot to impoverish people. And then once we're all on electric uh, electricity and everything is on electricity, which does not seem to be the most environmental friendly thing to do. Uh, and we have the rolling blackouts and the rolling brownouts. And we can't keep our homes heated because we no longer have gas. We're all hooked up to electricity and they're not shoveling any more coal into that plant. I think this is going to be great. I think this now Stu says maybe the goal is to kill a bunch of people, (laughs) but that seems too harsh. Maybe thinning out Mm. the herd would be uh would be better i mean there's a lot of people i mean surely we know a lot of people that should die you know what i mean we should just line them up and ask them can you justify your existence because we can't keep you alive we can't use the machinery of of this great society to keep you alive unless you're pulling your weight oh wait a minute i'm sorry wow that did i didn't make that up that was uh george bernard shaw uh, when he was uh, really kind of pushing the progressive movement. Hmm. Okay, well, did I get that right? I don't want to punish anybody. But there are an extraordinary number of people whom I want to kill. I think it would be a good thing to uh, make everybody come before a properly appointed board, just as he might come before the income tax commissioners, 
and say every five years or every seven years, just put him there and say, sir or madam, now will you be kind enough to justify your existence? If you're not producing as much as you consume, or perhaps a little more, then uh, clearly uh, we cannot use the big organization of our society uh, for the purpose of keeping you alive, because your life does not benefit us, and it can't be of very much use to yourself. Wow, that's a really good idea. Mm. That might be the slogan on all new electric stoves. You know what I mean? Hey, use this, because if you have a gas stove, we can't use the machinery of of this civilization to keep you alive, because your life doesn't benefit us. By GE. All right, um, let me tell you, there is a reason why Blinds.com has over 40,000 five-star reviews. It becomes obvious when you see how their window treatments can give your home a new look in the new year. Best part, Blinds.com makes it incredibly affordable at the same time. If you want to make a noticeable difference in the way your home looks, blinds, shade, shutters, drapes, it is, it's the biggest thing for the least amount of money. Blinds.com is your one-stop shopping for anything and everything to do with window treatments. Blinds, drapes, shutters, even the really cool stuff like motorized shades. You can find all of it at Blinds.com. They have all the latest styles, fabrics, and materials for you to choose from. And just as importantly, they have a team of experts who can help you pick what's right for your home when it seems like there are just too many choices. If you need help measuring or installing, they got that covered as well. Satisfaction guaranteed. It's Blinds.com. Save up to 40% site-wide right now. That's 45% off selected motorized shades and 40% off everything else. Now at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. This is crazy. Yeah, by the way, do you know who's in uh, uh, in control of the uh, Consumer Product Safety Commission? Think safety. Think products. Who would you appoint? Right? The first name that comes to mind is, say it with me. Go ahead. Richard Trumka Richard Jr. Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, you know, the guy from the AFL-CIO. Mm. So the guy who's the head of the union's who was deep in the Obama administration, is now the guy that they go to. Look, I can't help with consumer safety. You know what I mean? That cement mixer. Mm, people fall into it all the time. How many times has that guy Googled how to dispose yeah. of a 115-pound woman? <laughs> so Richard Trumpka is in charge. He says every option is on the table. The gas stoves is a hidden hazard. He's planning on opening up the topic to public comment later this winter. Uh, He says uh, the banning the sale of gas burning stoves is an option. They're also considering setting emission standards for appliances because he says children with asthma, you know, we're polluting the inside of our homes (laughs) and uh Last month, Cory Booker of New Jersey and Don Beyer of Virginia requested Richard Trumpka take action against these gas stove emissions because 
it's such a pressing, a pressing issue and a, com, uh, a cumulative burden that impacts minority and low income households. Wow. We got to get rid of all the gas appliances in our house. When will America wake up to all of this? Don't you see? You know, there was a, um, a poll we took yesterday. I tweeted out a poll. What is a bigger U.S. national security threat? A, Gates buying farmland. That got 28%. China buying U.S. farmland, 68%. Russia's Ukrainian invasion, 34 So farmland being bought up by all of these people. This is part of the Great Reset that we taught you a year ago with the book, The Great Reset. That is, by the way, still on sale. Buy it, get caught up, because uh, the new book is coming out that shows you the next steps and is even more terrifying. But you will understand why gas stoves. They are impoverishing all of us. You can't have a real country that is a force in the world if you have rolling blackouts and brownouts all the time. Why this push to get everything onto coal fire electric plants? Why would you do that? Well, of course, they wouldn't want them to be coal fired. Ooh, oh, yeah, okay. And then just is, let me just give you this if you put all of just the cars, you don't have the transmission lines that could handle the load. So you're not going to be up just the cars. Now add your stove and your heater and everything else for about 40% of the nation. You won't have the transmission lines. No one's talking about building all of the new infrastructure and transmission lines. Uh, there seems to be a big hole in the plan or the plan is not what they say it is. The Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply uh, wants you to be prepared for anything that could be coming our way. And a lot of things could be coming our way. Uh, in the show prep this morning, if you haven't signed up for our show prep yet, you should. Uh, in our show prep, uh, you'll see the 20 things that could happen to cause the world to end. It's hyster- It's hysterical. But there's also a lot of things on there that could make it actually happen, too. Uh, some of them are really real. And you should be prepared for any eventuality. May I recommend you stock up on food that doesn't need to be cooked on a gas stove. Right now, My Patriot Supply is taking off $200 off the regular price of their three-month emergency food kit. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks, everything uh, for one person for three months. Don't delay. The time to prepare is right now. Go to preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. Don't let this special pass you by. Preparewithglenn.com. to hear is the fusion of entertainment 
and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to tell you about the biggest threat to our country that I don't think... I haven't really heard anyone articulate it. And it will come down to you and me. Are we going to do anything about it? The answer should be yes, but you have to be aware of the problem first. And it's a deep problem that you are somewhat aware of, but I'm not sure we've talked about the real consequences yet. We do that in 60 seconds. Let's say you got a credit card, your balance is $10,000. If you only make the minimum payment amount, how long do you think it'll take to pay that off? The answer, unfortunately, is eight and a half years. By the time you have it paid off, you'll have paid so much in compounding interest that it's staggering. And that's with interest levels the way they are now. There are options available, and the best option I have found is American financing. Please give them a call today and find out your option. American Financing is saving saving people just like you, on average, $695 a month. Don't wait around to get started. Call American Financing today. They have salary-based mortgage consultants, which means they don't work for the bank. They don't work for anybody but you. Salary-based mortgage consultants, they'll help you guide through the process of creating a custom loan that will align with your financial goals. People you can trust, no gimmicks, no hidden upfront fees to worry about. And if you start today, you could skip up to two mortgage payments, giving you an additional savings. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. In Philadelphia, there is a story from the New York Times uh, today, and most people will not read it, at least most people on the right, because we're not reading the New York Times. We read it so you don't have to. Um, There is a story about the meeting of the American Historical Association. 3,000 scholars gathered over the weekend in Philadelphia to talk about history and the future of history and how to write history and if i have time i'm going to give you all of the ins and outs but it is terrifying to see them talk about history and how it has to be done in the present it has to relate to things that are in the present and there are voices that are being uh, squashed and pushed out that are saying no history must remain neutral. You can draw your own connections and your, your own relation to it, but it's neutral. We just report it as it happened. Uh, that's, uh, that's not being done. And it is a, a, it's a frightening process because our history is being rewritten in real time. The story, by the way, you can find it if you if you subscribe to our newsletter in the morning. I give you all of my show prep. It includes a ton of stories that I just don't have time, but I find all of these stories to be very important for you to be aware of. This one is, as historians gather, no truce in the history wars. And you can get that at glenbeck.com and sign up for our morning news brief. Okay, so this is this is happening. At the same time, there is something called the great narrative. 
The great narrative is something that is happening with the World Economic Forum. And this is the topic of my new book is the new narrative. And it's coming out in a couple of months. Um, And the idea from Klaus Schwab is we have to have a new story. Societies are built on stories. We are built on our histories, our stories, our struggles, our lessons that we learn, the good things and the bad things. So they put a team together in Dubai, of all places, and began to write a new story, the great narrative. I don't know about you, but uh, I'm not comfortable with a bunch of people who want to change the world writing a new story for the world. I'm really comfortable in dealing with the good things and the bad things of history and looking at history as a as a way to not make the same mistakes. But history is erasing many of our mistakes now. We're taking down statues that we used to have to learn and go, wow, that's a bad guy. Really? Yeah, we've learned. Now we're just taking it all away. The narrative is completely disappearing. And at the same time, it is under attack. We don't care about history. I will tell you that um, I, I asked you yesterday if you would join me in a project for the next 40 days. Just write down every day, either in the morning or in the evening, things that you're grateful for. It actually changes the way you process information. You can look at it for yesterday. We had stories in the um, in the newsletter on it. It actually changes the function of your brain being grateful for things. And it allows you to think more clearly and differently. So I asked you to just make a list. And let me see if I have my list here. I, I wrote a I wrote a list this morning. I don't think I. Yeah, here. Besides all the family and personal stuff, these are some of the things that I wrote. I am grateful for David Barton and Wall Builders, the team at M1, and uh, allowing me, talking to the Lord, to personally preserve American history. These, this team at M1 and what we're doing, we are, because of my job, I am able, much to my children and my wife's chagrin, I am able to uh, collect American history and preserve it. And my goal is to preserve it, even if it has to be buried in the side of a mountain or out in the middle of a field. Um, it will be preserved because I believe we're dealing with people. I know we are that want to change our history and destroy our history. So I will take the actual artifacts of our society and of our government, of our history, and I will preserve it the best I can. And I am grateful for those things. Um, it is one of my, it's in fact my top goal this year is to help restore America's narrative. And if I can't restore it, I will at least preserve it as much as I can. The truth about America. You know that today is the anniversary of the day that Common Sense was published by Thomas Paine. Do you know who Thomas Paine is? 
Thomas Paine was kind of a reject, uh, and he was a tax collector, a reluctant tax collector. He was over in England. He was a failure at so many things. And then he met a guy. I, I know a guy. Hey, he's got a, he's got a room on a boat. Maybe you could go over. Eh? Uh, the guy he met was Ben Franklin, and Ben Franklin saw something in him and said, "You should go to America." And so Thomas Paine did. He apprenticed with Benjamin Franklin, if I'm not mistaken, for a while. They became good friends. Thomas Paine looked at Benjamin Franklin in the end like a father figure. And he learned how to write. And he was a fantastic writer. And on this day, January 10th, 1776, he wrote something called Common Sense. In it, he said, the cause of America is in great measure the cause of all mankind. Now, why would he say that? For the same reason I say it today, not the cause of this government. This government, what we're doing right now is not the cause of all mankind. But a government as envisioned, as Martin Luther King said, these words have meaning in the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. They have meaning. Live up to those words. We're not even looking at those words anymore. We didn't know if we were going to go to war. We didn't know if we were willing to break away from the king. We were already, you know, having skirmishes, the uh, Minutemen had routed the British Army at Concord in April of the year prior, 1775. New England farmers were now were now under the leadership of George Washington. I mean, it was it was not good. So Common Sense was published to give you some idea of how popular this was. He wrote words like, we have it in our power to begin the world over again, to try something new. It made the argument that we needed to break away from the king and do something entirely different. The estimated population of the colonies at this time was 2.5 million people. The common sense, the first printing of it, sold 120,000 copies in the first three months. There are books, a lot of books that are published that don't sell 120,000 copies today in America with worldwide access to things like Amazon. 120,000 copies in the first three months, and by the end of the revolution, half a million copies. Now, to give you some idea of how big that was, if you take today's population and you compare the two, so it's apples and, and apples, that is the equivalent of 66 million copies being sold in America. No book does that. No book does 66 million copies. You're lucky to make it a million seller in today's world. 66 million copies. That's pretty amazing. And it had a great effect. 
and he was just applying common sense. Common sense happened. It got us to the Declaration of Independence. It was, it was such a stunning thing. What America did was so different that even after the war in 17, uh, let's see, this is 1789, I believe, 1790, this is 1792, they were still publishing Common Sense and it became a bestseller now in England. After the war, they're like, what the hell just happened? He writes this book in 1776, 1792. They're buying it in the streets of of England going, what did he say? Why did they do this? But there's a difference. And this is one of the reasons we broke away. And I want you to think about this in the terms of today. There were certain things in common sense that you could not say in England. When he wrote it, he knew it was a death sentence because he called the king all kinds of names and he he called him a criminal. So in 1792, we may have been free, but if you bought the copy of Common Sense on the street and I'm holding a copy of it now from 1792, you actually had to go into the bookseller because there were blanks on the page. And you would say, uh, there are blanks on the page. I know, I can't print them, nor can I sell them. But if you want to commit treason, I'll tell you what it says. And then you'd have to write it down in your own hand. So you would go to prison or be executed. And so they would write things like, oh, ye that love mankind, that you, you dare oppose not only the tyranny, and then there's a blank, but the tyrant. You had to write, but the tyrant, because you were then calling the king a tyrant. If you look, this is exactly what's going on right now when Facebook is edited, when Twitter is edited, when the government says you cannot say these things. It's exactly the same thing. I don't need to change history. By changing history, we learn the lessons. We fail to learn the lessons. We learn the lessons that whoever is in power wants you to learn. Well, I don't think the, I don't think the founding fathers wanted to learn any lessons that the king wanted them to learn. They were talking about something entirely new and different. England didn't get that right for many years. We got it because of the revolution and Thomas Paine. But he wrote something else. He is truly a, he's not considered a founding father, but he is, he is part of that and plays an extraordinarily important role because he was the narrator. He was the story giver of the revolution. So he gets us to the Declaration of Independence and everybody's excited because it's all fireworks and sunshine. But what happens when winter arrives? He writes something else. Next. Patrick wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, I have such great results to report. My knees used to hurt so bad walking around. Sometimes even getting in and out of the car was difficult. 
I am three months in and I hardly think about my knees now. I'm in my 60s and I can tell you Relief Factor has worked for me. Thank you so much, Relief Factor. Patrick, thank you for giving it a try. 70% of the people who order Relief Factor, the trial, go on to order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com. Go there now. 1995. It's a three week quick start. If it's working for you, keep taking it. If it's not working within three weeks, it's probably not going to work. It's ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. Now I'm going to give you something that you can actually do here in a second that revolves around politics. Something huge happened in the country over the weekend. And I'm going to give you the full story next hour, but I want to give you the highlights of it here in just a minute. But Thomas Paine we're losing we everybody's excited and then we're losing because we have farmers fighting the battles and george washington loses every single battle he crosses the delaware not the famous delaware crossing he crosses it back going south he's in retreat so wait how did he get back going the other direction to cross the delaware again everyone was on the march and Thomas Paine was one of them. And he was someplace not with George Washington. He's hearing the drum and he hears the drum and he's thinking to himself, these are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will in this crisis shrink from the service of their country. Listen to this. Are you a summer soldier or are you a, a, a sunshine patriot? We are in a crisis as America. Will you shrink from the service of your country? Knowing that, as he said, he that stands by it now deserves the love and the thanks of men and women. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheap. Think about this in our own lives today. What we attain too cheap, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. And it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. Britain with an army to enforce her tyranny. Listen, are we not in the same neighborhood? Britain with an army to enforce her tyranny has declared that she has a right not only to tax, but to bind us in all cases whatsoever. Are you being told exactly what you can and cannot do? Is the federal government binding you in all cases? And if being bound in that matter is not slavery, then there's no such thing as slavery upon the earth. By the way, after he wrote Common Sense... It may have been before. One of the first things that he wrote was uh, a, a whole uh, series on slavery, the abomination of slavery. So he was against slavery. So don't count him out. He says maybe the war of independence on the continent was declared too soon. Maybe it was de de delayed too long. But 
It has to be fought. These are the words of Thomas Paine. This is our history. Can we learn from accurate history? He wrote, it's such an expression, well, give me peace in my day. Not a man lives on the continent but fully believes that a separation must some time or another finally take place. And a generous parent should say, if there must be trouble, let it be in my day that my child may have peace. Shouldn't we be willing to stand now just with the debt? Shouldn't we herald the people like the Freedom Caucus last week? who stood up and said, enough is enough. Isn't it worth the smears and the fight today so our children will not be slaves tomorrow? Now, what can you do to help? Well, you can be aware of one thing. There was an announcement on Friday that you need to know about. Good news. The Glenn Beck Program. But it needs your support. Last year, we participated in a miracle. I am so grateful for you. Tens of thousands of babies who otherwise would not have seen the life of day, uh, light of day began to draw breath because of something you were involved in. We live in a, a pretty dark world, and I don't think there's anything that could call the blessings of heaven down upon our heads more than helping save the unborn. The ministry of preborn shines a light into darkness. We this year would like to save another 80,000 lives as an audience. Save 80,000 children by the end of this year. We do that by offering money to pay for an ultrasound uh, for pregnant moms who come in and they're not sure if they're going to have an abortion or not. Ultrasounds change the decision 80% of the time towards life. Please donate now. Just dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. 100% of your donation is going to go to saving babies' lives. One ultrasound is 28 bucks. Less than most dinners. It's pound 250 baby. Preborn.com slash Beck. Sponsored by Preborn. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. All right, I want to show you the guardians of history. Things are so bad with our history right now. Things are being taken down and things are being put up that are absolutely inaccurate. The latest is the Wall of Remembrance, uh, the Wall of Remembrance for the Korean War. If you've been to Washington, D.C., it's a lot like the Vietnam Wall, but this is for the Korean War. And this is really a cool memorial. It has these soldiers, these statues of these soldiers going through uh, kind of like a Korean forest, if you will. Well, they decided that they wanted to put a wall up with all the names. Twenty two million dollars this cost us. And I don't know, is it one or two decades to get this done? When it was first proposed that, hey, we like the soldiers, let's put up a wall. The Parks Department said, no wall, no wall, we don't want names. We don't, we don't want it. Why? Because when the Vietnam War, went, the wall went up, there were names that were missing. Some of them, somebody has to make the decision on who is actually a Vietnam War uh, veteran. For instance, one of the examples was a nurse. She's flying over. 
uh, to go to Vietnam, but she's not engaged in Vietnam yet. Her plane crashes in Europe. Should her name go on the wall? Some people would say, well, yeah, she was enlisted. She was on her way. Others would say, no, that wasn't combat. That was in Europe. And it had nothing to do with the military. <laughs> this must be an impossible task. Impossible. That's right. why the Parks Department said, we don't want anything to do with a wall. <laughs> We've we learned our we, lesson. We've seen this movie before. Correct. We, yeah. Congress didn't care. Congress said, no, no, this is great. We're going to put them all. The Parks Department said, okay, if you do that, we want it in the bill that it is the Pentagon that makes the list. We have nothing <laughs> to do with it. Okay. So they were so adamant about it that the Pentagon, it was written that the Pentagon is the one and the Pentagon could not take any outside advisor council. Okay. Let's just think about this for a second. The Pentagon has to look through 56,000 names that they said died in the Korean War, but there were only 36,000. So they have it wrong in the first place. Okay, they went with that one for about twenty years. And then they were like, "Oh, whoops! I guess there's some other people there that died that really weren't even there. Had nothing to do with it." They got it down to thirty-six thousand names. They couldn't take any outside of ice, so they've got a couple of problems with the wall now. Um, uh, in fact, about fifteen hundred problems. <laughs> uh, there are people that were were there that were not listed. People that weren't there that are listed. Uh, I like this one. Frederick Bald Eagle Bear. He's an army corporal who was killed as he rallied his infantry squad to fend off an enemy attack. He's part of the Lakota tribe. Well, because the Pentagon's records were all on uh, cards, you know, computer cards, that I don't even know if you have the computer to uh, use it anymore and could not um, could not use hyphenated names. The guy who is called Frederick Bald Eagle Bear, he's listed uh, as Eagle BF Bald. <laughs> not good. Not good. Eagle BF Bald? Yeah, yeah not, uh, not good. Also, I, I might want to point out that there's some other people that, uh, you know, they have their name up there. Um, and they, well, one of the guys was killed in a motorcycle accident in Hawaii. Another guy who drank antifreeze thinking it was alcohol and another guy who um, lived for 60 years after the Korean War had eight grandchildren. He didn't die in a war at all. His name is up on a wall. Twenty two million dollars. They now say the whole thing has to be taken down and redone. Wait, they can't. Hmm? They can't correct. There's no way to correct. Put some putty in there. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) White out. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's not good. The whole story is in my morning briefing. You can get it at glenbeck.com. It's an amazing story in its entirety. Um, But this is our history is under attack from so many angles. This one just sheer incompetence. You want to give the government the keys to truth and history. Really? Because they're not doing a really good job here. Their own department, the Department of War, the Department of Defense, the ones that keeps all the records. They, uh-uh, we don't. Nope, have no idea who these people are. Now, let me tell you a good step, but it's going to need your support. Friday, Ron DeSantis began a process 
of transforming Sarasota's new college of Florida into a little more conservative. Now, this is a progressive college. It's been floundering for years, but it is a it's the new college, like the new school in New York. It's a progressive college that's been teaching garbage forever and struggling. So because it's a state school, the governor said, well, it's floundering. We could shut it down or we could reform it. You know what? Let's reform it. So he appointed uh, six new board members, and they're a little more conservative. Uh, the dean at Hillsdale College is one of them. A senior fellow at the Claremont Institute is another one. And Christopher Rufo is also on the board of directors. Christopher is going to be joining us in about an hour. So Christopher Rufo, who is he? He's the activist that has been exposing everything that all the poison that is in our schools. They hate him. They, they hate him. <laughs> you have to hang on that H that long <laughs> yeah, to describe do. how much they, they hate him. hate him. <laughs> okay, so here's what uh, the Florida Education Commissioner said. It's our hope that New College of Florida will become Florida's classical college, more along the lines of a his- Hillsdale of the South. <laughs> oh, they hate all of these people. Turning New College into a Florida version of Hillsdale is flipping the entire thing upside down. And DeSantis has just said, it is time to take uh, charge of our schools. Our schools are completely out of control, and it is time to take them back. Amen. How many governors have the balls to do this? There, you know, I said this to you last week in Florida, there are signs that come up and I think they may be coming from the administration. I don't know, but it says the free state of Florida. And when you listen to DeSantis talk, he talks about always the free state of Florida. Amen. That should be a goal for all of us. Why are we not the free state of Texas? We are relatively much more free than places up north but we're not the free state of texas we should all be striving and pushing our governors and our legislatures to pass things that make us free men and women unencumbered by this nonsense that is being jammed down everyone's throat so here's what I here's what I want you to do. I want you to read up on this. You can find the story. Um, just look for uh, Sarasota's new college. Okay, you can get the story at glenbeck.com or just look for Sarasota's new college, Florida's new college, and support this in every way you can. They are going to be coming with switchblades and automatic guns. They are going to be. It won't be a 22. They'll be coming with proverbial 45 caliber uh, weapons to this fight. And it will have an endless, what do they call it? Clip of ammunition. Uh, So we need to be prepared to stand up and uh, fight back. But that is fight back the right way.
You know, that I was earlier I was reading to you the um, uh, Thomas Paine American Crisis. And in it, he says, in fact, I want to read it to you exactly in it. He says, I have as little superstition in me as any man living, but my secret opinion has ever been and still is that God Almighty will not give up a people to military destruction or to leave them unsupported to perish. Here's the important part. Who have so earnestly and so repeatedly sought to avoid the calamities of war by every decent method which wisdom could invent. Neither have I so much the infidel in me as to suppose that he has relinquished the government of the world and given us up to the care of devils. And as I do not, I cannot see on what grounds the king of Britain can look up to heaven and ask for help. I cannot imagine how the progressive movement that is pushing the slaughter of innocents can look up and say, Lord, help us. Knowing that, as Lincoln said, God is not on our side. He doesn't pick sides. He wants all of his children to be redeemed and rescued. So they are in error, I believe. But God does not want them slaughtered. God does not. He wants peace and love and understanding. And we must do everything we can to remain peaceful, kind, loving, doing all of the things that we can in our power. And he will pick up the slack. But if we don't, if we are conniving or anything else, he cannot bless us. So do everything in your power and not one thing more. All right. Uh, It is so hard to get good help these days. Sometimes when you want to do something right, you have to say, no, don't involve Stu in it at all. Um, Anyway. Um, if you're looking for uh, a real estate agent, don't call Stu. Don't call Stu. I would agree. I'm not a real estate agent, so you right. should. I mean, even as your friend, don't ask him. Don't ask him. Well, don't I ask would... him for advice on anything. If you were to ask me how to get a good real estate agent, I would say realestateagentsitrust.com. So, you know why? Because you have been under the tutelage of a master mm. for a very long time. Really? That's yeah, why? That's why. That's why it would happen. And it's my company, and oh, I'd yeah. fire you if you said differently. <laughs> anyway, um, the mediocre real estate agents are everywhere. You want the you want the ones that have the best practices. Know how to deal with any kind of economic situation, know how to get you the best deal going in and going out of real estate transactions. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll give you uh, the name of somebody in your area that we think has the best practices and will give you the best experience. Um, We monitor these people. We are in touch with you. This is my company. We want to make sure that everything is as as best as it can be for you, because I know how much it sucks selling or buying a house. Realestateagentsitrust.com. It is a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Glenn Beck Program.
We have uh, Callie Means on with us coming up in a second. He is the author and co-founder of True Medicine. Um, and uh, he has put out a Twitter f- uh, thread uh, recently. He was just on Tucker Carlson as well. Um, he formally consulted for Coca-Cola. And he said, in my dealings there, I was in the room when the Coke people said, look, we'll give you millions of dollars and we'll give it to the NAACP and the Hispanic Federation. Um, we'll give it directly and through front groups, but they can't call us racist anymore. Um, and uh, he's blown the whistle on them. And uh, we'll we'll talk to about uh, we'll talk about that also uh, kind of goes right along with what he believes. Um, there is a new uh there's a new sheriff in town with the American Pediatrics. I think it's the American Pediatrics, maybe the AMA. AMA. Um, but they're now talking about gastric bypass for children like 10 years old. Um, and, uh, you know, has anybody talked about, you know, maybe some sugar? We, we get rid of some of the sugar in our own diets by choice. By choice. There's a reason why everybody else's kids, uh, you know, around the world are kind of healthy. They go outside and play. They're not on the computer all the time, and they're not eating an American diet. Yeah, I don't know that they're all healthy. Honestly, I don't think you you could make the generalization. Pause. There, we certainly have some cultural factors. Yeah, here. I mean, not Russia, whose kids at ten, you know, are alcoholics on you know <laughs> right. potato vodka. Right. I will say, like, I'm a little torn on this one because I don't look. I don't think surgery for kids is a good idea. Sure. But on the other hand, I really do like I I don't like the approach. Okay, well, you can control this and it's a disease and it makes me uncomfortable because obviously if you eat less, you can lose weight. On the other hand, I really want a fat pill. Like I 100% want to encourage these companies. I don't care what the side effects are. I'm growing extra arms out of my head. I'm fine with it. How, yeah, but look how skinny I am. I don't care. And I have a third hand to point right. to my svelte shape. Right. Maybe we could start selling arms on the black market and make it profitable. Whatever. He's an arms dealer. <laughs> yeah, he just cuts them off his forehead. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I, I look. We can all say that if you just cut sugar out of your diet and exercise more, ah, come on, we all know. And then look at us. Like if this was just a radio show, maybe we'd have some credibility saying these things. However, people have eyes and they can see us. And we all know that if we eat better, we would look better. And we still don't do it despite incredible pressures of our industry to look better i know we I have know. an entire network is, built on people who look like us yeah with, with some exceptions uh and <laughs> you know, there are a few people who look very good. obvious yes. exceptions um and you know with all those incentives we're still giant fat people i will tell you that i am on a full week cleanse oh, okay against my will <laughs> it's my wife Oh, and the doctor. Hey, you should do this. Shut up. What do doctors know? And then, yeah, right? Well, you remember, oh, wear a mask. Yeah, do see? Do a cleanse. Now we can out get Eat rid of less. <laughs> Exercise. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. We're on to you. Callie Means joins us also. Christopher Rufo, who is really going to change uh, the new college in Florida with Ron DeSantis. program.
Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Strive Asset Management. They just put out a list of five questions. In fact, I sent it out yesterday in our uh, newsletter. Um, I want you to ask your financial advisor a few simple, simple questions. Is my money being used in the last few years to vote for the kind of policies that I don't agree with? Um, are you basing it on ESG at all? Racial equity audits, uh, carbon emission caps. The answer most likely will be, I don't know. That's not good enough. Vivek Ramaswamy is a friend of mine. He founded uh, Strive, and he's trying to fix that problem. Visit Strive.com. Get the list of five questions to ask your financial advisor. I really want you to do it because we are funding our own destruction. Go to Strive.com right now. Just see the list. They're not selling you anything. Just see the list of questions. Then ask your financial advisor about your retirement fund and, uh, you know, how your money is being managed right now. Education and knowledge is power. Strive.com. Go there now, read the five questions, and ask your uh, investment advisor, strive.com. to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. So we have wondered for a while, how do all these corporations, why are they going woke? How does that help them? The answer has always been follow the money. Perhaps that is, is just as simple as that. A whistleblower, co-founder of TrueMed, a guy who was in the room with Coca-Cola as they paid millions to the NAACP to label parents racist if they opposed sugary diets. It is quite a story. Kelly Means joins us in 60 seconds. So the main reason why I feel it's necessary to prepare for a disaster as I come on this program, I encourage you to look into putting some of your money into gold or silver. The main reason is I'm a student of history. I have seen how certain things, especially the really bad things, tend to happen over and over again. And we repeat mistakes. We might relabel them. You know, money printing is now modern monetary policy. It's still the same bullcrap that it was in the 1930s. It won't work. We are not living in a capitalist society. We haven't lived in a capitalist society for quite some time. We're a hybrid, and we're at the breaking point of that. And the way our Fed has managed our money supply is completely reckless. Completely reckless. So what are you going to do? I have shored up myself and my family 
uh, with gold and silver. Now, it's not like, don't put everything you have in it. Don't do anything crazy. You want to spread your risk out across many things because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Goldline has an awesome special that I want you to look into with every tube of the new quarter ounce Mayflower Gold Commemorative. This is to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the Mayflower. They're beautiful coins. You're going to receive 100 of the same Mayflower copper rounds at no additional cost. Don't wait to call. These are going to sell out. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. All right. Uh, You know, I don't think we understand uh, why these companies do what they do. And I think the first first time that we saw, uh, or we should look to seeing where companies change, was Occupy Wall Street. Those banks were were being protested and they sat in front of the streets and most people think, ah, it just died out. No, I believe that there were deals made. Look, leave us alone and we'll help you do X, Y, or Z. Um, there are very few giant corporations, I think that are true to, you know, uh, even their advertising, you know, I want to teach the world to sing. Do you, Coke? Um, we have Callie Means on uh, the phone with us now. He is the co-founder of TrueMed, and he's a whistleblower on Coca-Cola. Hello, Callie. How you doing, Glenn? I'm I'm good. I'm good. Um, so tell me your tell me your story from the beginning before we get into the Coca-Cola. Tell me who you are, where you came from, and and how you got here. Yeah, I was born and raised uh, in the swamp. I was born and raised in Georgetown, uh, very ideological, uh, worked in politics early in my career, uh, worked for John McCain, got into, you know, most people after the campaigns get into consulting. Uh, then I found myself in the rooms with pharma executives, soda executives, and seeing some very alarming things. So um, slowly, slowly got out of that, got more into entrepreneurship, and um, just kind of grounded in that public policy standpoint, had become very passionate, I think. I think when you look at what's happening with kids, 25% of young adults having prediabetes, what's happening to the health of Americans, there's something being rigged and it's a first order issue because, you know, depression and, and disease is, is just skyrocketing, life expectancy is declining. And, and I really tied it back to my early experience and, um, you know, have, have a new company that's trying to change those incentives. But, uh, you know, with the new son and looking at the world he's going into, I uh, felt the need to speak out. Okay, so you were, um, and were you on the side of Coca-Cola at the time? when they were talking about, you know, the sugary drinks and, uh, and snap. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's not a, not a big lobby for, for diabetic children, but, uh, you know, so, so Coke's throwing a lot of money around, uh, in DC and the consultants are almost, you know, universally on the side of the, the soda companies, the American beverage associations, the various front groups and, and, and pharma. And so what, so what happened? You were, you were there and you were fighting for, coca-cola or big soda and you were in the room and and what did you witness yeah i think i think this is really instructive and and it's from it's from 2012 and and instructive now because this is up for debate again but you know this was around food stamps so food stamps is a program that 15 percent of the american people uh depend on for nutrition we can debate whether it's a good program or not but it's there 
And uh, shockingly, 10% of that is spent on uh, sugary drinks. 10% of a $110 billion government nutrition program. It's a material part of Coke and Pepsi's revenue. And logically, people were questioning that, and Coke wanted to keep the status quo. So the playbook they used uh, is the playbook, you know, as old as time and absolutely still used today. And it's a, th- it's a three-part stool. The first was uh, identifying civil rights organizations, in this case, uh, the NAACP. And what was shocking being in the in the room uh, as as you know kind of a kind of a bad scene. I mean, these old you know Coke executives basically dictating what the NAACP should say. It's very transactional. They say the quiet part out loud. Um, Coke gave the NAACP millions of dollars, and they explicitly uh, agreed to call opponents. In this case, parents who are concerned their children are you know ingesting a hundred times more sugar than they did a hundred years ago. Racist uh, is that simple. Uh, but it's bipartisan. The second leg of the stool was, you know, we paid off um, pay to play conservative think tanks uh, on the left and the right. But the Heritage Foundation is a big player you know, the pay to play scheme. And it's a basically a corporate owned entity ordering a study from the Heritage Foundation is like going to McDonald's and ordering a Big Mac. You get whatever you want. Um, and then the third wait, 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 wait. I want to make sure I understand this. <laughs> You're saying that uh, part of of, you know, big corporations plans, which I absolutely believe is to order studies and but they they go to the heritage foundation one of them you say they're on both left and right but one of them was the heritage foundation yeah and i think it's important to call out i mean the elites on both sides are getting bought off and yeah the the way it works the heritage foundation is you 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 get a a fundraising point the fundraising point escorts the coke executives or the farm executives into the heritage foundation meet with the scholar you talk high level concepts and then the fundraising point you know, basically guarantees that a study is going to say what they want it to say. And they, uh, there's an exchange of funds. Uh, interestingly, and I think importantly, I also have seen, you know, oil companies and other, you know, special interests pay the Heritage Foundation and other conservative think tanks to not call something a tax. I mean, you know, Grover Norquist, Heritage Foundation, this whole D.C. influence, uh, you know, network actually has redefined often what a tax is. So, so you can actually buy publicity to rail against attacks, of course, but you can also pay these organizations to redefine something as not a tax that benefits them. There was something that I saw um, that I talked about in the first hour of today's podcast of of uh, there's this new study out by the, you know, greening of the World Foundation or whatever it is, a global warming foundation, new study that shows that uh, gas stoves and all natural gas should be taken out of homes because it's too dangerous for kids with asthma. And the first thing I thought was, oh, really? The global warming study came back with that. Exactly. What, a, what a surprise. Um, and everything that we do now in politics is based on some study. And you're saying you can't trust the study from either side. Well, you know, I think I think that's very importantly, and, and I think global warming is a great example. When there's trillions of dollars at play, um, you ha- you can guarantee that uh, financial industries are rigging the institutions that trust. And I think I think the third place we went on this on this stop that's that's the playbook is I I think actually the most important, and I think the least understood. Um, large, you know, prominent elite research universities, mm. in my opinion, are nothing more than public relations entities of corporate yes. interests. Um, They're exactly you, you what Eisenhower warned about in yeah. his farewell address. Exactly. I mean, he said big military industrial corporations and educations will just mm-hmm. start selling out and producing the studies that corporations or the government wants. 
Yeah, well, there's nothing more prominent or unimpeachable still today in the media on the left and the right as like a peer-reviewed study from an elite research institution. But you've got to ask who's funding these studies. You can have a peer-reviewed study, say whatever you want. You can ask whatever question you want. You can structure the study however you want. So I think what's really relevant for this issue I really care about, which is the nutrition, the hijacking of, of, of American nutrition, is, you know, the disastrous 1990s food pyramid. Um, that was on foundational research from Harvard University, from the head of nutrition at Harvard University, directly paid for by sugar. You know, it leads up to today to the latest NIH-funded, uh, it's called the Food Compass, the most, they, they heralded it as the most uh, most complex and, and important uh, nutrition study, you know, in modern times. It says Fruit Loops are more nutritious than eggs. Um, and it is directed <laughs> by, uh, by processed food companies. Uh, it says Honey Nut Cheerios is more uh, more nutritious than organic ground beef. So, um, so that, that's still wow. what we're getting. And you look at it, um, Coca-Cola and processed food companies, uh, spend 11 times more money on basic nutritional research, funding basic nutritional research universities than the NIH. And even the NIH is just a grant making organization. And in the case of this food compass, I just mentioned is actually often more often than not funding professors who, who have other financial incentives to the topic they're studying. So, so really we, we need to absolutely like, like, again, I, I'm looking at like PR consultants at Washington, you know, dictate to prominent professors uh, what they should be finding in their research. It's, it's, it's pretty unsettling. So how do we fix this or what do we trust as a uh, I mean, I, personally, I think there is some common sense in some people alive today that would say, you know, let's just let's hey, how about uh, how about moderation in all things mm-hmm. would be a good place to start. Um, but what do you trust if there's if all of these institutions are blown? Yeah, so, so I'll talk. I, I think health is, is a specific area that, that I think is impactful to everyone and gives a framework. Um, but let's look at what hap- has happened in health in the past 40 years. I think the patient has been systematically disempowered and in fear, and the, really by extension in the American people, right? It's like, don't, don't self-diagnose. Don't trust, you know, tr- you, you don't question the science. Trust the science. You know, the American patient has been battered into, like, not questioning anything and basically in total fear. So, you know, the first step, and, and, and this is why it's important to get this out there, is, is to wake up a little bit, is to ask, look around your children's classroom, look at the fact that most children are obese. You know, as I said, 25% have prediabetes, which used to be called adult onset diabetes. You know, look, look at what's happening to the health of the adults and just start questioning things a little bit and question when you see that news article with the new peer-reviewed study uh, and question whether it makes sense that Fruit Loops are more, you know, healthier than eggs or, or beef. Um, so so that, that's the first part. Um, and I think that is happening. I mean, I think we've got a lot of people uh, speaking out. I, I'm encouraged that a, a lot of folks, uh, you know, nutrition's been an issue on the left, but I think the right's really waking up, you know, looking at male sperm count plummeting 50% in the past 40 years. I mean, that, what do you think very, that's caused by? Any idea? Yeah, I don't think it's very complicated, Glenn. I, 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 think, I think, you know, the, the, the foundation of the American diet right now, the foundation is processed grains, which which is basically weaponizing you know whole grains to take the fiber out, which which basically makes it immediate sugar impact in the blood, makes the food addictive. You know, seventy percent of food is processed food, which is the foundation is processed grains. Seed oils, which is a very refined, cheap oil, and added sugar. Seed oils and processed grains didn't exist a hundred years ago. These are new inventions. These are processed inventions. And then added sugar really didn't exist until a hundred years ago. Uh, it's gone up a hundred x in a hundred years. 
Um, so, so really, the foundation of the American diet it, it has been weaponized to be highly addictive, highly inflammatory. Um, and uh, and it's just evolutionarily we're not made to do and we're, and we're being we're being gaslit. Right. You know, just 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 yesterday, the American Association of, uh, of Pediatrics, which is a you know, wholly owned subsidiary of pharma, but still a trusted institution, said that to combat this obesity that uh, preteens are experiencing, they should get a, a weekly or monthly injection for the rest of their lives. This oh new big pharma obesity cure. So, so, so it's like I, I really think that there's this axis uh, where food companies have basically weaponized food. Everyone's you know, getting sick. Everyone's getting overweight. But, but our trusted medical institutions turn a blind eye because there's a trillion dollars spent on stats now, metformin, you know, all these drugs. Interestingly, all these things these drugs are treating have gone up. A diabetes has right. gone up, heart disease. So, so there's, this, there's this blind eye from the medical system. So to answer your question, you know, it's education. There's also some public policies. We have some crony capitalist um, uh, systems. I mean, huh. and this and this you can take to any. <laughs> you think? Hang on, you. hang on, just a second. Hold, hold on for just a second. I want to come back. Let me just take one minute to tell you about relief factor sleep. Um, if you have trouble sleeping at night, getting to sleep, the last thing I want to take is some some drug. I don't I don't want to take a drug. I don't want to. And they always whack you out. But there are times when you just toss and turn and toss and turn. Um, about four or five months ago, uh, relief factor came to me and they said, Hey, we have this new sleep thing. Do you have problems sleeping? And my wife really does. I do as well. Um, and it is completely, uh, natural. There's no drugs in it. And all it does is really just kind of just reduce the, uh, uh, distress and, uh, and help you relax a little bit. But I take a couple of them before I go to sleep, and man, I have the best night's sleep, and I wake up refreshed. Again, it's all natural. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF, 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Go to relieffactor.com. Dream big, sleep tight uh, with Relief Factor Sleep. 10 seconds, station ID. I mean, it is it is so clear to me, uh, at least we're talking to Cali Means. Um, he is the co-founder of True Med. You can follow him uh, at Cali Means spelled with a, a C, CaliMeans.com as well. Um, it is so clear to me when you look at us compared to the rest of the world, mm-hmm. something is up with our diet. It is clear. Mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. Even common sense tells you we didn't grow up with peanut allergies. We didn't have gluten-free right. everything. We've done something really bad to our food and our diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Glenn. And, and to me, you know, I, you know, growing up as a as a conservative, you know, considering considering that my philosophy, I, I think I think it's good people are waking up on this because to me, it's a first order issue. If we care about individual liberty. Right. The, the most important thing is the is the ability of our, our brains. And I'm not going to try to get too deep here, but like yeah. like our brain, diabetes is cellular dysfunction It is literally the cells malfunctioning. 80, 20 percent of the cells are in our brain. Like like we are basically like, like like that is the first order issue of like our human capital. Um, and it's it's not just people being overweight. You know, depression is skyrocketing. Infertility is off the charts. As mm-hmm. I mentioned, the male sperm count, uh, PCOS, the leading cause of female infertility is. Is, is, is off the charts. 
um, we, we really are facing, you know, and getting exponentially sicker, fatter, more depressed and more infertile. And, uh, and that's a first order issue. And it's, it's, and then, and then you get to the market and, and people say, well, we don't want, you know, Coke, it's free choice. People, I'm all for it. I'm libertarian. Like, let's have people drink Coke. It shouldn't be paid for with tens of billions of dollars of a government program. That's not a free market. That's a rigged system. Correct. So right now we have rigged the system and you do not have a free market. You know, and I think conservatives, even even some some very you know well-meaning, smart conservatives that that, that I know, you know, if you even mention taking food uh, coke away from food stamps, it's oh, oh, that that that's patriarchal. No, no, what's happening right now? The system is rigged right now. The system is rigged to give a twelve-year-old an injection of a pharma drug. Uh, instead of talking to them you, um, and working with the parents to, to get them healthier. You are preaching to the choir, especially with ESG and everything else. They are planning on redesigning our food, what food is good for us, what's not, and it is all fixed. I mean, I can't get conservatives um, who are in power uh, to understand, and maybe it's because they're on the take, that this is not messing with the free market. ESG is messing with the free market. You've got the government and corporations designing where they want the world to go. And we're not really offered the choice. We're being told lies, fake studies or paid for studies. Uh, and then we're then we just find ourselves in this situation. And I think it's getting extraordinarily dangerous. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And, and you just, you know, you, you look at Bill Gates being the largest farm owner you yeah. know, in the country, you know, making processed food. It's just like you kind of start, you know, going through the and it's it's um, you don't want to be too conspiratorial. But, you know, what is happening to the American people? And, you know, just to your just to your question about what people do. I mean, I, th- I think hopefully, you know, people are listening to this and, and it's been a big awakening for me in the past couple of years and just waking up and starting asking questions. Um, I think there's one actual public policy, you know, thing you got You got to ask with your public policy. What what uh, helps people stay healthy? And I actually think it's a good policy. The FSA, HSA, which is a very underlooked these tax free accounts. What our company's doing is you can actually buy food and exercise tax free food and exercise actually often is the best medicine. And most people don't even understand that you can actually literally like qualify food and exercise and other lifestyle as, as medicine, save 30, 40 percent with with your FSA, HSA. Account. Holy so, so I cow. I, I didn't question. I'm not aware of that. I'm out of time. Can I have yeah. you back? I'd like to do a, a podcast with you, Callie, um, because I think this Absolutely. is vital information. Callie, thank you so much for being on the program. Co-founder of TrueMed, Callie Means. Back in just a second. With the changing of the guard in Florida education, Christopher Rufo joins us next. Program. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile is on the front lines of the parallel economy right now. They are offering service with all three major networks, which means that if you're with the big three and you like their service, but you hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. This comes with a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch among the big three carriers for free. Look, Patriot Mobile uh, is on the same cell towers as everybody else. They make it really, really simple. Um, Instead of taking some of their profits uh, and using it towards, you know, abortion and fighting for wokeness, They're fighting for the Constitution. They're fighting for life. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And they 
take this as a mission. So please consider switching. 100% U.S.-based customer service will make it easy to switch right now. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Beck or call them at 972-PATRIOT. Free activation offer code Beck. patriotmobile.com slash Beck or 972-PATRIOT. It's time to subscribe to Blaze TV. Get involved. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. Florida, Ron DeSantis announced on Friday, is taking back education. And he is changing the Board of Regents for the new College of Florida, which is a progressive university that's been floundering in lies for a while. Did I say that out loud? Um, and uh, and uh, so the, the, the Dean of Hillsdale is now part of the Board of Regents. Um, Christopher Rufo is uh, also a part of that. You might know who Christopher Rufo is. He has been the guy who has relentlessly been exposing um, DEI and uh, CRT and you name it. He has been uh, the the linchpin and leading force against all of that. Uh, he joins us now, Christopher Rufo, a known uh, Nazi supporter. Uh, I'm sorry, with some more research, uh, I in the Washington Post would like to retract that last statement as being utterly false. Christopher, how are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. I can't keep up with all the retractions. You just got another one from the Washington Post, and who else do? Jonathan Shade as well. Yeah. Chris, can you walk yeah, us through it, it, the litany? <laughs> yeah, so this is something that just keeps happening. And even in the last 48 hours, I've gotten a major retraction from the Washington Post. They wrote this ridiculous hit piece against me about my appointment to the Board of Trustees at New College. Uh, the editors admitted to me and then had to retract four false statements. Uh, and there was only four paragraphs in the story that were about <laughs> me. So they were actually one false, one, one complete brazen lie per paragraph. Um, wow. And then the following day, which was yesterday, I spent all day hounding uh, Jonathan Chait from the New York uh, magazine. And he, too, ended up retracting a, a completely false statement. He made up a quotation, uh, attributed it to me. And then I said, well, where, where did I say this? He couldn't prove it, had to retract it. But here's the thing, Glenn. Both of these publications have done the exact same thing twice. Last year, The Washington Post had to retract multiple false statements about my reporting on critical race theory. Mm -hmm. uh, also last year, Jonathan Chait, the same author, made up a quotation that he attributed to me that was totally false, had to retract it. I'm starting to think that these things aren't a coincidence. <laughs> what do you think, Glenn? Yeah, well, I, I don't go too far out on a limb on that. You know, they know, the press knows, they can say anything and retract, and the retraction doesn't matter. The charge is out there, and uh, the print is out there, and it's online, and it'll be forever online, and that will be the part that is passed around about you. I, I mean, it, we are dealing with really nefarious powers at work um, that know exactly how to smear and discredit people. So let me go. Let me take you to Florida here. Um, how did this unfold with New College and? What exactly are you trying to do and the governor trying to do with um, education in Florida? Uh, so New College is Florida's smallest public university. It's in, on the beach, actually, in Sarasota, beautiful location. Um, but it's had struggles for years. It's failed to meet recruitment targets. 
It's at about half capacity. Um, they can't get students in. They accept almost anyone, but very few students choose to enroll in the college. Um, they've had uh, this kind of broken culture for a number of years in which even, you know, professors and staff members are kind of uh, uh, at odds with the students who are uh, a very kind of left-wing progressive activist. It's almost like Evergreen State mm-hmm. out in Washington State that famously imploded a number of years ago. And the Florida legislature in recent years has considered actually just abolishing the college, uh, totally defunding it and transferring its assets elsewhere in the system. But Governor DeSantis had a kind of bold and dramatic alternative. He said, let's bring in a new board of direct, a new board of directors. Let's get some really smart people that have the kind of strength that's required to do a reform effort. And let's turn it around 180 and transform new college, this fledgling, struggling public university into what they're calling the Hillsdale of the South. So a classical institution of learning of higher education. And that is our task. It is a big vision. Uh, It's not going to be easy, but I think all of us on the board of trustees are excited to make it happen and to show conservatives. It's time to stop ceding territory. Thank you. It's time to actually start taking back territory. Thank you. And it starts here with New College. I I will tell you, Christopher, the biggest mistake we made was ceding the colleges and just saying, you know what, when they get out into the real world, no, they're out in the real world now, and they've changed the real world into this fantasy gobbledygook that they got from these universities. We have got to start taking them back. I have two kids ready to go to college. I don't know where to send them, I, I, and, and I'm, I'm terrified of sending them any place. One of them wants to be an, an actress. Good Lord, I've done everything I can. I prayed on my knees for days on end. Please make that wish go away. She's really good. She wants to do it. I can't send her into, you know, the lion's den. We need to take back education. Absolutely. But I think that I may be a bit more optimistic. I think there are really two key strategies that people need to adopt. First is you have to make your own kids as strong as possible so they can actually go into the lion's den. You know, when my kids turn 18, I have three kids at home and, I want, them, I want to feel confident that wherever they go, they're going to have their, their own principles, they're going to have their integrity, they're going to have the strength and sophistication to navigate those environments. But of course, uh, the, the kind of even maybe more important solution in the larger sense is for us to create alternatives in education. And look, we need to create alternatives in K through 12. We need charter schools. We need uh, universal school choice, so vouchers, so parents can start their own homeschools or religious mm-hmm. schools, whatever they want to do, matches their values. And then higher education, you know, has been really kind of seeded to the left since the mid to late 1960s. That's when everything turned. Yep. Um, and look, conservatives have not figured out how to do it. I think that the problem, what I'm observing as I'm talking to people and navigating this new, this new enterprise is that the adults are scared of the kids, you know, really and truly. They're, they're scared of the, the students. They're scared of the media. They're scared of all the you know, laptop people, you know, typing away um, at the New you York Times. You've got to get I over mean, that. It's like you have to get over that. And I think that what we want to demonstrate with this is that we have the strength. We have the courage. We have the backbone. We're going to hang very tough. Um, we're going to make a better university. Uh, it's going to be more competitive. It's going to be more rigorous. It's going to have uh, higher quality academic offerings. And I think that what we've seen with Hillsdale College, where I've been fortunate enough to teach a course uh, recently, mm. is that 
the American families are hungry for this kind of education. They are. They want that classical liberal arts education. They want students to kind of fall in love with learning. Um, and they don't want to have this poisonous left-wing ideology and left-wing bureaucracy drenching everything in their way. I don't want my kids to be taught what to think. I want my kids to be taught how to think. You know what I mean? How to find the answers, how to question, how to reason. That's what I want a university to do, and that's what they should be doing. Pushing you in every different direction so you see that, you know, you should question everything and know how to question and know how to prove something uh, using critical thinking. But that's not what we're getting from our universities. Um, so how 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 are you? Because this is a very progressive school. How are the uh, professors and uh, everybody else taking it at the school? Do you know? Are you going to just shut it down and then rehire? You know, the, the, the students, of course, are very rambunctious. Uh, they're, they're in a kind of agitated mode. They're ready to protest and ready to, uh, to uh, make their voices heard. I, I, I like that. I think that's healthy. I'm excited mm -hmm. to engage with them as I go to visit the college in the coming weeks. Um, but, you know, what I've heard behind the scenes uh, is that professors are chattering uh, that this is actually a very good opportunity. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like what's happening in universities, people who are in science and math departments that are more apolitical, people who are kind of in the m political moderate section. They don't like what's happening just as much as we as the conservatives don't like what's happening, but they're not strong enough to create a defense for themselves. So they just give up. We're going to create that space for people. And I, I, I've looked at the CVs for a lot of the faculty at uh, New College. I've done an analysis, actually, of all the full-time faculty. There are some incredible scholars there, people who are substantive. They have Ivy League university degrees. They've written on the classics, Greek, Latin, history, political science, an incredible math department. And so there is a, a, a very, very strong core of, of faculty and staff that are absolutely ready for this change. Uh, I, I think they're going to, you know, once they, uh, you know, kind of put down the New York Times and, 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 and have a chance to talk to us, new board of trustees in person, uh, I think they're going to be reassured that we're going to create a better university. Um, there are going to be hard changes. We're going to restructure it. We're going to bring in a totally new curriculum. Um, we're going to be abolishing the DEI programming immediately. Um, but, but after those changes, after that period of tumult and conflict, um, I think it's going to be a great place. And hopefully when your kids are approaching 18, you'll consider sending them to new college. So, um, Christopher, I, I'm just sitting here listening to you and, and seeing the opportunity and the impact that you have made. And it's kind of it's fun um, to watch you, uh, because when I first reached out to you, I reached out to you as the contributing editor of City Journal to talk to us about what was happening in Seattle. And you were just at the yeah. beginning of all of this. And. And now look at the impact that you have made and the impact that you're going to make. Um, and this is just really the beginning. How do you how, do you ever think about like, holy cow? I mean, I took something on that should have been deadly. Everybody probably told you, don't don't do that. And <laughs> look, at what, look what's happened. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, I appreciate that. And it's been fun that we've been able to check in really since the beginning through this whole process. And uh, it's been really fun. And I've learned a lot of lessons. Um, as you know, it's, it's sometimes uh, uh, challenging, it's difficult. Um, but 
I, I love it. I wake up every day excited about what I'm doing. I wake up every day optimistic about the possibilities. And then I've been able to do something that uh, I, I didn't plan on, but it's been really fruitful. I've been able to connect my ideas, my policy work, my journalism, uh, my activism uh, with people like Governor Ron DeSantis, who have said, hey, this is a good vision. Let's let, let's let this guy loose and uh, and see if we can actually use these ideas. And so I, I'm really kind of blessed and fortunate and feel very lucky to have able to not just sit in a think tank, you yeah. know, in, in, in New York City writing white papers, but actually say, hey, look, you know, let's use these ideas. We believe in them enough to actually do them. And I think that's the key thing. It's like I believe in this enough where I actually want to do it. I want to stake my, my, my own, uh, uh, take, a, take a risk with my own time and reputation. Um, because I think at the end of the day, we're fighting for something that uh, most people want, um, but really most people feel there are a few champions for. And I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to serve that purpose for people. Christopher, I know, uh, I'm sure that we've asked you before, but I would love to do a uh, do at least an hour <clears throat> podcast with you because I think you are fascinating. You are really somebody who is is changing things. You're not just talking about it. You are actually changing things. Uh, and I would like to discuss in greater detail what the what the challenges are ahead and also where you get the I feel good in the morning, uh, you know, where you get the bright spots in education, because there's a lot to move. So we, <laughs> we'd love to yeah. we'd love to have you on it as a podcast. Thank you so much. Let's do it. Let's do it. You got it. Awesome. Chris, Christopher Rufo, contributing editor, City Journal, senior fellow of the Manhattan Institute and now on the new Board of Regents uh, for New College of Florida, uh, because uh, Ron DeSantis is taking on education in a big way now in Florida. What is my governor doing? What are other governors doing? In the... It's a really good plan. I mean, you can steal it. I mean, I'm sure he would give it to you. You could just steal this plan and do it in your own state. I'm just saying. What you put on the table for your family matters. That is the fruit of your labors, the proof of the promise that you'll provide for them. And all too often, when it comes to the meat you buy, it's coming from overseas, if you can afford it. If buying meat that is sourced from local farms right here in America is something that matters to you, and it definitely should, uh, otherwise we're going to have more and more farms uh, brought to you by Bill Gates. You need to try Good Ranchers. Our meat industry is under attack, and this is a way to cut all of that crap out. Support the Good Ranchers in America. It's uh, not only that all of their meat is grown here in the U.S., but it's amazing quality. And right now, you can get two pounds of chicken free in every box for a year when you subscribe. Get a year's worth of chicken for free when you subscribe to any Good Ranchers box at GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com. Subscribe today. Use the promo code Glenn to claim your free chicken for a year and $20 off your first box. Promo code Glenn with GoodRanchers.com. American meat delivered. This is the Glenn Back Program. Hey, Glenn, what's coming up right after a brand new episode of Stu Does America tomorrow? God, God, help me. 
That's, that's the people uh, think that that's just a normal conversation. Uh, oh, it just sounded yeah, like it. it seems uh, really legitimate. Tomorrow's Glenn Beck program, oh. we are taking on uh, the threat to our food. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's interesting. This last hour, we've talked to a guy who, you know, is talking about the new food compass, not the food pyramid, food compass, that says that uh, Fruit Loops are better for you than eggs. Uh, notice it's grains and everything away from meat and dairy. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Um, we uh, we have that. We also told you the story early on in the podcast today about uh, the fact that Richard Trumpka, who's now with Consumer Protection Agency, is uh, talking now about getting rid of all gas stoves and any kind of gas appliance, really, because it's too dangerous in your home. Really? Uh, they are moving on our food and our energy. We just did a poll. What's the bigger U.S. national security threat? Gates, Bill Gates buying farmland, 28. China buying U.S. farmland, 68. And Russia's Ukraine invasion, 3.4%. Um, the, the threat to our food, the global takeover of America's land, farmland wars is our subject tomorrow night at 9 p.m. You can also get it at 9.30 on uh, youtube.com slash Glenn Beck. Go there. Make sure you do not miss tomorrow. Farmland Wars, the global takeover of America's land.